Georgina Terry. Welcome to another session of Tea Chatter. Today we're going to be talking about yoga. One of the most popular products we've ever sold in our catalog is a little DVD called Yoga for Cyclists. And it's been prepared by Andrea Davis, who has been practicing yoga since she was a teenager, biking since she was 10. Uh, she's quite the athlete, and she has some really interesting things to say about yoga and about a new DVD that she has that's really directed towards cyclists exclusively. There's a lot of good information on here. I thoroughly enjoy talking to Andrea, and I hope you'll enjoy listening to this podcast with her. Andrea Davis, hello. Hey. Hey, thank you so much for coming here to talk to me today about yoga. I'm really excited mm -hmm. about this. <laughs> me too. Um, we, we've been carrying your Yoga for Cyclists DVD for a couple of years now, and it just blows off the shelves. Uh, obviously, yoga and cycling really go together well. And so I thought maybe we could talk about that a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, let me just ask you a really kind of dumb question. <laughs> Before I found out more about yoga, I always thought that yoga was just kind of fancy stretching, so mm -hmm. to speak. And I think a lot of people kind of think that that's what it is. It's just a real rigorous stretching mm -hmm. um, venue. That's probably not true, is it? <laughs> no, sure yeah. That and much, much more. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, um, it's gotten the reputation, I think, from... Um, from the way that the United States has marketed it, where you see Yoga Journal and people are always on the cover doing some pose that none of us could ever do, and especially athletes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and, you know, or people are in weird positions and um, over-stretching and, or they're just sitting and meditating. And so I think it's kind of a, the way that the United States has marketed it is um, is that way. So that's why people are thinking that's, that's how it is. But actually, it's, um, it's, it's a system that's put into place to help balance the body. So there are many strengthening exercises in yoga. Um, there's, uh, there's mind exercises. There's breathing exercises. It's a whole system to help bring the body and the mind into balance, um, whatever that is for you. If that's strengthening exercises that you should be doing or stretching exercises, um, and you don't have to stretch to extremes either to bring your body into balance. It's, you know, you can um, do, you know, modified poses and, um, you know, or go into a pose not all the way. You don't have to do extreme stretching in order to balance your body. Talk a little bit more about the concept of balance. Can you, can you get into more detail about that? Um, as, as it relates to cycling or in general? Well, I would say cycling, certainly, and also you've mentioned three things, mind, strength, and breathing, and I imagine mm -hmm. there's a balance aspect to all of those. Mm -hmm. So maybe how all those three things would tie into cycling, and, and why is balance important, and how do we know when we don't have balance? <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a lot to ask in one question. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And um, so people... Um, who do a certain activity every day. You know, some people sit at a desk all day every day. Some people, you know, do, do cycling. Um, so if you're doing something every day, um, your body becomes conditioned um, to being in that position. And what it'll do is certain muscles in your body will uh, tighten and shorten, um, and they may not strengthen. They may become weaker, actually. Um, such as the hamstrings on a cyclist. They, they get tighter and shorter. At the same time, they become weaker um, because they're not really being engaged in a way that's strengthening them. So, um, 
or sitting at a desk shortens the hip flexors, cycling shortens the hip flexors. And what it does is... And, and let me just back up. The hip flexors are the muscles that do what? They bring the femur towards um, the torso. Okay, so um, if I'm standing up and I raise my, my knee up mm-hmm. towards my, my body, it's my flexors that are doing that. Your hip flexors, yep, that's, that's doing course, that. So Those are very important <laughs> in cycling because if you're pulling up on the pedal, you're using mm-hmm. those muscles, aren't you? Yes. Over and over and over and over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sometimes mean, hours at a time. So. I didn't mean to inter- interrupt, <laughs> but I want to make sure everybody knew what we were talking about. So, okay, okay. so we've got muscles getting shorter, <clears throat> tighter, and weaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except the hip flexors don't have a problem with cycling. They're getting really, really strong, and so are the quadriceps. Um, so what happens is it 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 brings starts to bring the pelvis out of balance. The pelvis will start to um, rock forward, and that puts a stress on the low back. So um, that's why, you know, there's often back pain. So, mm-hmm. And often what I found, too, with cyclists is the, um, the abdominal muscles aren't becoming stronger. And so um, the abdominal muscles, while the hip flexors are becoming super strong and the abdominal muscles are actually becoming weaker, that's adding to that uh, low back instability and low back pain, um, and there's a lot of stuff going on there that can cause that imbalance um, or that causes back pain. So that's, okay. that's interesting because all these things that you're mentioning are things that I hear from my customers all the time mm-hmm. in terms of um, issues on bikes. And, of course, we look to bike fit to help with some of those, but obviously this is important too. Andrea, do you ever find any issues with neck and shoulders as a result of an imbalance? Yes, yes, definitely. Um the uh the shoulders are um are when you're over the the handlebars they're kind of rounded forward and um and then you're lifting your neck and that causes that uh, that you're crunching in your neck when you get done <laughs> biking and um that you can have all day sometimes so um it, that's definitely an issue because when you're biking um you want to be able to breathe as best as you can and if if you're in that position and you become really stiff in that position, you're actually inhibiting your breathing. There's a way you can that um, in yoga you learn how to hold your shoulders in a certain way that opens up your chest better. And when you can learn how to do that in yoga poses, you can bring that onto the bike and kind of open that up and open up your breathing. And also with your neck, you uh, you lengthen your neck and strengthen your neck to where you can <clears throat> instead of your in your neck. Um, your throat becoming tight and inhibiting your breathing, it can actually start to open up and, and allow the breath to flow through the throat better at the same time. Oh, wow. That's that's uh, that's all really good. I mean, I think what it says is that, you know, you're kind of a hole on your bike, not only your body, but your fit, your bicycle, all these things are going together. And, and not only does your body have to be balanced, but your relationship to the bicycle as well. Mm-hmm. That can solve a lot of problems. Let me ask you, in in working with different clients, how much of a difference do you notice between men and women when it comes to addressing the balance issues and, I guess, comfort on the bike, those kinds of things? Is there a big difference? Do you see much? Um. Excuse me. Sure. <laughs> um, I do see a difference. Um, uh, women uh, cyclists and and athletes um, do become really stiff in the muscles, very much like men do. Um, 
but I think the main difference is that women are naturally looser in their ligaments than men. And um, I don't know if it's because we have fewer ligaments, smaller ligaments, or um, it could also be because we um, are made to have babies. And so our ligaments need to be a little bit looser to allow for that growth of the baby in the body mm-hmm. and the changes that happen in the body. So the body is just more ready for, for opening up. Um, so what the, the difference in, in an athlete, um, a female athlete and a woman doing yoga is that the muscle is just as stiff as a man's, but the ligaments are actually a little bit looser. So and when you're doing any sort of athletics, including yoga poses, you want to be really careful not to overstretch the joints. And women have to be really in particular about that. Um, and cycling, too, anything running, um, these exercises are <clears throat> stiffening the muscles and then putting stress on the joints. So it's really important to learn to stretch the belly of the muscle and to bring the body into balance by strengthening around the joints and learning how to hold the body stable in the joints so that they're not being stressed. Even while you're riding, if you're rocking back and forth on your hips continuously every day, um, eventually it's going to cause a stress in the low back that's specific to women and, um, and some men who have a instability in their SI joints, which is where you're your spine attacks your pelvic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sacroiliac joints, where the, uh, where the spine attaches to the pelvis. Mm-hmm. And these joints are particularly uh, loose in women because that's what needs to open up as you have a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and also every month on your cycle, those joints um, loosen up a little bit so that you can go through your cycle. Um, go ahead. Here's an interesting question to ask for postmenopausal women who may be listening to this. Does that change? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can, I can only imagine that it does, and I haven't experienced that, but I do hear less women complain um, of SI joint pain who've gone through menopause. Interesting. So the joint so there is an advantage to going through menopause. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I think it probably helps uh, the joints to become stiffer, <laughs> which is good in a way. I mean, you know, loose joints, people, I hear this all the time, oh, you need to loosen up your shoulders or loosen up your joints. And I'm thinking, why would you want to loosen up your joints? That's what hold, what's holding your body together. Uh-huh. You know? like, <laughs> especially as an athlete, you want your joints to be held together in a, you know, in a stable Hello? Excuse me. You want to, uh, the other line beeped. Oh, okay. <laughs> you want to loosen up your, the belly of the, of the muscles. But uh, specifically for menopausal women, I, I mean, I think anyone should be careful with their joints, um, and uh, and that includes menopausal women. Women, but I think that maybe um, there is not the you know the you've already gone through the pregnancies perhaps and are done with the periods, so there's not as much instability. So, but everyone should always be careful with their joints when they're doing any exercise. Can you help me visualize a little bit better? Earlier you were talking about tight hamstrings mm-hmm. and how that can cause the pelvis to, to did you say rotate forward? A uh, bit, right. Which, which causes stress on the low back. I'm trying to, to visualize that. Can you, <laughs> can you give me a visual scenario so I can actually see a human body? And, and am I looking at that pelvis rotating? Am I looking at the side of this person and seeing this rotation occur? Um, how can you, I 
It's probably really a slight thing um, because what's going to happen is as the, so it's not something I'm not sure that you could um, as an individual uh, see that rotation because there's probably so much tension also on the back of the pelvis mm-hmm. that the rotation is kind of being um, it's pulling in both directions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, so when you have a human body, you have the the um, the femurs, think of the, how the femurs are there, and then the pelvis is sitting right. on and top the, of the femurs. The femur, of course, is the upper leg, the thigh. <clears throat> right. Yep. And um, the pelvis sitting on top of that. And the pelvis, in its natural position, should be um, sitting upright, um, but not all the way upright. It's tilted mm-hmm. forward just a slight bit. Yep. Um, and um, on, so that's on a healthy body. And um, people who have overdeveloped hip flexors, there's a tension pulling that pelvis forward. Ah, okay. And there's also the hip flexors attached to the pelvis and to the low back. So it's also at the same time like pulling on the, the low back, the vertebrae of the low back. Uh-huh. Um, so and at the same time, if the hamstrings are tight, they're on the back of the body and the, and the buttock muscles. And those are pulling in the other direction. So there's a kind of a stress point put on that low back. Um, you know, if you're continuously riding every day, there's, that's that's what's causing the back pain. There's, this could be many things. It could be a disc. It could be a overdeveloped muscles. Um, it could be SI joint. Um, and all of those are very, very different and need different attention as far as a doctor or what exercises you're doing are concerned if there's back pain. Um, for someone who decides this yoga stuff sounds pretty good, I'd like to to get started with it, how, how do you recommend that people do get started? What's, uh, obviously, there's, there's your DVD for sure, mm-hmm. um, but, but what's a logical way to do it? Listening to you, I, I kind of get the feeling, shoot, I think I'd like somebody <laughs> to kind of guide me through this because if I just jump in and start doing a bunch of positions or whatever, I may not achieve what I'm trying to achieve and hurt myself in the process. Yeah, definitely, because we have certain ways we've held our bodies our whole lives, and that feels normal. You know, and then you go into a class and a teacher can say, you know, that's not, uh, you, you do it this way and it's going to be easier on your body and retrain yourself. So that would be what I would recommend is going to a class. Um, and I, I realize that people live in areas sometimes where there aren't classes or um, they don't have time to get to a class. Um, so I would suggest going to a class at least at some point. You know, if it's once a month, that's fine, or maybe do a a workshop on a weekend sometime, you know, use it as kind of a vacation um, and learn what you can from a teacher. Um, and there are, there's a variety of teachers out there, wide variety of yoga styles, which can yeah. be really confusing. I was going to ask you about that because I know I have an employee here who is does lots of different kinds of yoga. I mean, she'll tell me about some yoga classes she does where they turn the temperature up to 105 degrees. <laughs> you, you sweat profusely for three hours, and it's mm-hmm. fantastic. And uh-huh. What kind of yoga really are we talking about here? <laughs> uh, yeah, she's doing uh, what's called Bikram yoga or, or, or hot yoga. Um, and that's a lot of people love that yoga, and a lot of people it's not good. I, it tends to... Um, for me, I, I don't, I can't stand to be hot, and it makes me feel angry. <laughs> oh, that's definitely not good. <laughs> so it's like, you know, definitely don't want to do something that makes you feel angry. You're worse. It's not the point of view. You want to feel relaxed. <laughs> it's true. But there's it's other people true. who just love that. So you got, you have to look around. 
Um, there's, there's types of yoga that are uh, really active and flowing, and you're moving from one pose to another very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's other types of yoga, which is what I teach. It's alignment-based yoga. And you'll hear it called um, Iyengar Yoga. And Can you spell Iyengar? <laughs> yes, it's I-Y-E-N-G-E-R. Okay. And you say that's oh, sorry, an alignment C-A-R. yoga. <laughs> I'm sorry, C-A-R? Um, A, I mean, uh, sorry, I-Y-E-N-G-A-R. G-A-R. And that's known as an al- as alignment yoga? Right. Okay. That's the name of a man who developed uh, this kind of yoga. You're moving on with these yoga DVDs. And I understand you have a cycling-specific mm-hmm. DVD that you're working on now. Can you tell me a little bit about that one? Uh, the one that I'm working on currently. Yes, right. right. Um, I, think, I think we're going to be carrying that here in another few weeks or so. I, I guess you're just about to let it let it out the door, right? Yeah, definitely. It's um it's been really fun to make this one. So, um we uh we decided we made the the first one a few years ago um and I was primarily mountain biking. So, I came at the the DVD with um, you know, the uh, with the poses more from a mountain biker's perspective. And um so with this one, um talking with Robin there at Terry Bikes, I've started to think about ways to make a DVD that were more specific to a road cyclist. Um, cause there's totally different issues. Um, you're in a, one position for a really long time. On a road and, bike. Um, yeah, over the bike, um, you know, with the neck up. Um, and, and mountain biking, you know, you don't, you're off the bike, you're on the bike, and, mm-hmm. and things like this. So you don't really get in one position for a long time as you do with road cycling. And that... Um, I think you don't realize that you you get on the bike and you're riding and riding, and then you don't realize that you're kind of stuck in that position. So you try to get off, and you're like, oh. Yeah, you're right. As soon as you get off, you, everything kind of goes. <laughs> you're like crunch, crunch, yeah, and your upper back and lower back and neck and everything. So, <laughs> um, so I wanted to really work on that um, with this video. Um, that and core strength. That was um, oh, amazing. Magic words. <laughs> I know it's the big thing right now, and it's just been my experience with teaching with everybody, teaching everybody, and with cyclists um, uh, in particular. It's been really funny um, is developing that core strength, and because uh, it's really important for being able to hold yourself on your bike in the in a correct position and taking stress off of one, some areas of your body. So actually, decrease fatigue mm-hmm. by developing core strength. Because um, you just you're able to hold your body in a position that creates less stress and less fatigue on the whole body. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and um, I wanted to develop the uh, the cardiovascular system a little bit more. So, um, kind of poses to open up the rib cage, um, the front of the rib cage, the sides of the rib cage, um, so that breathing can become more free. So imagine if your rib cage is really stiff and tight, mm-hmm. and you're you're breathing. Um, really heavily as you do when you're road biking, but the lungs can't expand and contract as they could if the rib cage was more flexible mm-hmm. and open. And those, those muscles in between the ribs, the um, intercostals, uh, the intercostal muscles, right. <clears throat> Very good. Uh-huh. <laughs> if those are more flexible, they allow the rib cage to, to expand and contract more so you can take in more oxygen and release more carbon dioxide and um, and be able to ride further and harder and. <laughs> Do when on this on this new DVD, will will a group of exercises will one group address core strength 
another address cardio, another address breathing, or are they all kind of mixed up within sessions? Um, I do some sessions. Um, I do one exercise specific to breathing at the beginning um, and just talking about the breath, and that's like one exercise on the side. And then, um, then I've developed a few sessions that will have a variety of poses for, for breathing, for core strength, for, um, for the hamstrings and the hip flexors and, um, and all of this in some different sessions. Um, there'll be a variety of links. You'll be able to choose your session depending on your day. You don't want to, if you've just done, you know, a huge ride, um, you know, come home and then, you know, do a bunch of really difficult yoga poses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So I have some, some sessions developed so after you do a huge ride, you can come home and do um, some some gentler uh, poses maybe, and not as many of them. Oh, that's um, nice. Yeah, just you know, just a little bit is all you need when you've done a huge ride. It's fine to you don't have to come home and then do a rigorous yoga practice <laughs> yeah it's nice you know after a long ride since you've kind of been going in one direction to explore some other directions with your body right exactly get things loosened up a little bit yeah some some back bending postures is kind of what i've um you know some things to stretch out the um the quadriceps and hip flexors and to stretch out um the the front of the chest um those are the post ride um sessions that I've that I've chosen are those. And then I have um other sessions developed for um you know a few poses to do before you run out the door and ride. You know, you could like a ten minute warm up session. Um and then other other sessions for when it's the middle of winter and you really don't want to go out there. <laughs> <laughs> um but you also don't want to um hang out and become lazy either. Right. So you can right. pop in the yoga D V D and do a really uh, rigorous um, practice for I'll have um, sessions for like about an hour long practice where you can you know really get some exercise and work on your muscles and um, in in the winter time as well. That that sounds really neat. You know, with everybody's busy lifestyles and all that, we want we want to have everything and we kind of want it all at once. Mm-hmm. How how much time do you think someone should? devote to doing yoga, and, and I guess it would be different depending on whether you're in season or out of season, mm-hmm. to kind of maintain fitness and get a benefit, um, what what should someone think about in terms of time? Um, definitely, um, I know what it's like to be an athlete, and that's what I want to be doing, is I want to be out on my bike, I want to be in my kayak, so um, it, I, I spend... Uh, it, less time doing yoga than I probably should. <laughs> and everybody is always going to feel that way, you know, if you have other things that you love doing. Um, so um, I would say, I mean, don't don't worry about it and think, oh, I've got to do this every day, make it one more thing on your to-do list mm-hmm. and stress yourself out about it. Um, I personally, I, I pick some days uh, where I do yoga and um and some days I'll go for a ride and, and come back and do yoga, and some days I, I just don't feel like it. I've gone too far, and mm-hmm. I just want to lay down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there's a yoga pose that's great for that called Shavasana. It's a corpse pose or relaxation pose. Is that the one where you just lie on your back? You just lie on your back, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's great. I mean, sometimes that maybe, you know, that's, I mean, that's, that's what you feel like doing when you get home from a ride. Just yep. take 10 minutes and do that. And there's been plenty of days where that's all I've done <laughs> yoga-wise. So I would say, um, you know, it's the more athletic and busy you are, the less time you're going to have to to, develop, to uh, devote to that. So 
it's certainly not something to stress about or worry about or think, oh, I have to do this. But, you know, a couple times a week um, doing it um, is a great thing to do or just do a couple of poses right before you go for a ride. Um, I would definitely make sure that um, you don't do too much because um, I know cyclists are really active people and want to do, you know, anything they can do. And so what I see is that if they think that maybe doing a vigorous yoga practice is okay for their day off. And that's um, that would not be recommended. If you're going to have a day off, you need a day off. Completely. Somebody once said that, that one of the, the hardest things to do in training is to learn to take a day off. Yes, it is. <clears throat> if you're, it is so yeah. important. It's so important because um, you know, w- when you're stretching, um, you are also, it's just like when you're lifting weights or doing anything active and that develops the muscles, it puts those little tears in your muscles. And that's how they get longer, you know, is then your muscle is, um, is healing itself by filling in in that space and then it becomes longer. So um, if, you, if that's your day off is stretching, well, it's actually not a day off because you've actually you've you have put um, little tears in that muscle, and those need to yeah. repair. And you may that, not you be able to, to see it or feel it. But yeah, you you can't still feel working. it until you've gone too far, and that's the problem. Then you've gone too far, and then you have an injury, and then you can't ride for two months. You know, so it's always better to um, to take those days off and just you know, and not feel Enjoy guilty them. about it. Enjoy <laughs> it exactly. <laughs> Tell me this, as someone like you who really knows a lot about yoga and does it, how how do you keep taking yourself to the next level and learning more about yoga? How do you know, you can inspire us to do things. What inspires you? Um well, let's see. I you know, injuries. <laughs> <laughs> injuries and getting older <laughs> that have been inspiring me a lot. So, um I think I'm naturally fascinated by the human body. And um, everybody has their thing, and I love to sit around and read anatomy books. <laughs> oh, that's neat. <laughs> I just love it. It's so fascinating. So, oh, that's neat. Um, and yoga is so interesting because it's all about um, the creating an energy through the body that's most beneficial to you. You know, it's, it's in your blood flow. Um, ha- helping your blood flow through your body is always going to be more beneficial and help give, give you more energy. Um, and that's going to help you recuperate from injuries. Um, I've found that I have less recuperation time because of my yoga practice. Um, now, when I do have an injury, I don't do yoga um, because it's, you know, it's stressful on the body. Mm-hmm. And it need, you need to rest from everything during that time, which is really hard for me to do. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't do any. And, but I do notice that my body heals up faster. Um, and I've just learned a lot about my body through injuries and have been able to to help other people through that and and through getting older and seeing the body change and um you know it's just fascinating (laughs) oh that's that's super i mean that's that's the best kind of motivation to have for sure Mm -hmm. because it will keep taking you to the next level which is really important yeah yeah and the awareness um too i think that's uh kind of i guess what i'm getting at is like the yoga practice coming at that just a little bit every day is like you you learn your body and you learn so much about it and the more you can learn about your own body the better care you can take of it and the more uh you'll know what's good and bad for you and that you're the your own best doctor you i know? think it's, it's good too once once you're in that position you can listen to it more and hear the things that it's telling you and pick up on the signals 
that you may not have picked up on years ago because you just exactly. didn't know yourself that well. Exactly. Yeah, definitely one of the benefits of yoga practice and age. Um, <laughs> you yeah. become smarter <laughs> and more aware. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, gosh, this has been great. I think I, I've come away from this knowing a lot more, and uh, I'm really anxious to to get involved with some more yoga myself. This is very inspiring. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that, that we didn't talk about that you think the cyclists who are listening to this uh, want to know and I just didn't think to ask you about, or have we done a pretty good job here? Um, yeah, we've done a great job. Um, I, one little thing I'll add in is that um, we often become a, I guess kind of stuck on the yoga poses a lot of time, and, and that's fine. It's You know, yoga poses are, are wonderful. Um, but uh, what I always include in my videos is um, a little bit about meditation. And uh, I don't like good. for people to be afraid of that or think that that's some sort of religious thing or whatever. And um, it's not. It's just a way of learning to um, develop that awareness that we were just talking about is learning how to quiet the mind from all that because we're thinking all the time, every day, you know, about our jobs, about our families and so much, uh, you know, politics and we're bombarded with things. And so what meditation is, it's kind of like a timeout, you know, if you ever give your kids a timeout, you know, it's a time to just sit and, and try to just quiet. You don't try to force your mind into quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, there's different techniques, and I do go through a, a technique that's very simple in my videos of just learning to um, to just to look and see what's going on in your mind and to quiet your mind and follow the breath. And it's beneficial for everybody. And um, and in cycling, I think it's beneficial because it allows you to clear your mind as you're riding and maybe not get out there and just like think about work the entire time you're on your bike. And so it's you... actually it's, <laughs> it's something that that you can do while you're active. Exactly. Oh, no, that's really neat. <laughs> it's exactly. not something that you do just lying prone on the floor. <laughs> yeah, this is good. and that's where you learn it. You know, you, you, you're, you're learning, you know, with yoga poses and with meditation. You're just, that's the, the time that you're taking to learn how to do that. And then the real, um, the real trick is then getting on your bike or going out into the world and, and being able to do it there. I should think that would have some real applications. I mean, think about being out on a ride and maybe you're getting a little bit overheated say mm-hmm. and you still got 15 or 20 miles back to the start of the ride and mm-hmm. and you're starting to mm-hmm. say to yourself you know what i need to just calm down and relax and mm-hmm. chill out literally and figuratively yeah. yeah or or approaching a hill that you always dread climbing how much <laughs> of that is in your mind when and it's your mind that's stopping you from doing it right not, not your legs exactly yep exactly I, I maybe that's what happened for me magically recently, but I, I climbed a hill better than I had in so long. I thought, wow, you know, but I think it may have been the mind thing, you know, a lot yeah. of that just, you know, coming at it from um, a perspective of, of just a more relaxed perspective, you know, like I'm just going to do this one little piece at a time. And then it was, you know, effortless. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've often found sometimes when I'm out on a bike, I'll, I'll start thinking about something that I'm really interested in and I get carried away with it. And the next thing I know, mm-hmm. I've gone up the hill, and I've never really thought about the fact that I was up the hill. <laughs> and I think, obviously, this is mind over matter. Because yeah. If, you know, it, it, you learn a good lesson that way. Then the trick is to train yourself to be able to get into that frame of mind when you want it, on demand. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> That's the cool part. Yeah, exactly. That's um, and, and you can. You can learn to do that. So. Oh, this is great. <laughs> this is great. 
Well, I think this is super. Hopefully everybody leaves us with a lot of good ideas. I know I have. And I just want to thank you again for taking the time to talk to me. I really do appreciate it, Andrea. Well, yeah, I appreciate it, too. I hope I've um, lessened some of the fear of yoga and misconceptions and opened people up to the to the idea of it without um, making it seem like too much that you have to do <laughs> every day or anything or that you have to must do this or, or anything like that. It's just well, I sort of... I think, you know, you've told us we're going to get enough good out of it that we definitely should make time to do it. (laughs) We would be crazy not to give it a try to see what happens. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Andrea Davis. Uh, She was a lot of fun to talk to. If any of you have any questions, feel free to email me at talktous, T-A-L-K-T-O-U-S, at terrybicycles.com. I'd like to do another interview with Andrea, and it would be fun to incorporate any questions any of you have about yoga Uh, I'm sure she'd like to address them, and I'd like to have her back again soon. Thanks again for listening.